BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Three creepy online dating horror stories. Story number one. Flirting Gone Wrong by Secrets of Apollo. So, a little description about me before I proceed with the story. I am a gay man. Although to most people, it is not really obvious. Because I have manly taste and I am considerably fearless most of the times as I enjoy the thrill of getting creeped out. This happened in the Philippines in 2012. I was 18 at that time, and I was living in a residential district by my university where most of the structures are apartments and dormitories for rent. I was living in an apartment with my sister. Unlike my sister, I don't usually come home on the weekends because I would rather drink the weekend away with my friends. One night, while I was on my way to a party, a guy messaged me on Grindr. He had no profile picture and seeing that he was less than a mile away, I figured that he may be going to the same university as me and is being discreet about it. I don't remember the entire conversation, but this is pretty much how it went. What's up, sexy? Heading out to a party? You? Really? Same. Where? I was aware of stranger danger back then, but I felt invincible because of my height and my lean but athletic body. And as I've mentioned, I don't get scared easily me I'm going to this club what a coincidence I'll see you there sure mind sending a pic I'll find you I didn't reply and actually didn't care because my plan was just to enjoy the night 
and see where it goes. So I headed out around 10pm, still considered a safe hour in the city where I was staying, and walked a few blocks to the main street, and then waited for my female friend who lived in the district on the other side of the main street to pick me up. We headed to the party and met up with my other friends there. We took our seats in the booth with couches and ordered drinks. Our orders came and for a while everything seemed normal and I honestly already forgot about the guy on Grinder. A waiter then headed our direction bringing a glass of martini handing it to me. He said in our language, it's from the guy over there. I looked toward the direction he was pointing at, trying to adjust my vision to see through the laser lights and smoke. I saw this Nordic looking, scruffy, muscular guy in a hooded sweater who raised his glass as our eyes met, smiling before he took a sip. My friends started teasing me and kept telling me to go talk to him, but I didn't want to at first. After this, most of my friends were leaving their seats to dance. I couldn't do anything because I was thinking about the guy. It took me about 30 minutes to muster the courage to finally approach him. I could remember the next events that happened vividly. Not only because it was awkward, but I have never felt so threatened in my life. I sat next to him at the bar, and it seemed like he just paid for his drinks and was about to leave. Being a natural flirt, I knew I had to stop him and score one for the night, like get his number and get to know him more. Hey, I said. I realized that he may be a foreigner, which is typical because there are a lot of foreigners living in this city. Thanks for the drink, I said out loud, trying to cut through the loud music. He just nodded. Are you that guy from Grinder? I then whispered into his ear. He just smiled. It was weird because it almost felt like he was trying to be seductive but at the same time, hard to get. And at the same time, it looked like he doesn't have a clue. At that point, I was already giving up trying to start a conversation. I don't know what the point of giving me a drink was if he didn't want to talk. Maybe he didn't like me when he saw me up close. With that thought in my head, I decided that it was time for me to go. Well, I'll see you around, I said, but before I could turn around, he grabbed my shoulder gently. Come with me, he said. It sounded like an order, an aggressive one I might add, but at first, I thought it was just because of his accent. Although I'm a big fan of Thor, and I don't have a problem being anywhere alone with this guy, it still made me nervous because no stranger ever told me to come with them the way he just did. Sorry, I'm, I'm with my friends, I said, 
but maybe we can hang some other time. Let's go, he insisted. I wasn't freaking out at first, because we were in a public place until he stood up from the stool. I may have flinched a little when he put his arm around me, because although I was taller, he looked like he could crush me. Sorry, I really can't, I said. If this was some other time, I would, but I can't leave my friends. I could kind of hear him grumbling under his breath, but as one of my friends approached us, he let go and walked out of the bar. I felt relieved, but at the same time disappointed because that guy was my type until he started ordering me to go with him. My friends kept asking me about him, but I said he didn't seem interested, not wanting to ruin the night for them. I was a little worried, because I was thinking that he may have spiked a drink, but then I realized that if I was drugged, it would be taking its effect by then. We left the bar at around 2.30am. Me and my friends have a high alcohol tolerance so driving home wasn't a problem. I hopped in my friend's car, and we parted ways with my other friends. Usually, the streets would still be busy at this hour, but since it's a weekend, it was empty, with only a few cars passing by. As we approached a bridge, my friend looked like she was on edge. You okay? I asked her in our language. That car's been following us, she said. I looked back and saw a black Toyota Vios. I told her not to worry about it because they might just be taking the same road on their way home. Well, whoever they are have been telling us from the club, my friend said. I looked back once again trying to see how many people there were inside. That's when I saw the same guy from the club, and I was immediately worried for my friend. Still thinking rationally, I told her he lived a few miles away from me, based on Grinder, so he might just be on his way home and stuff like that. But when I told her about what happened at the club, she started panicking. I told my friend to stop by at the coffee shop on the way, and thank God this one is open 24 hours. She didn't want to stop because she was really scared, and if we called the cops, they would probably do nothing until something actually happens. And since we were both drunk at the time, it didn't really seem like an option. We were about to park. But the car with the Nordic looking grinder guy just sped by. We decided that it's safe after this and that we had the wrong assumption. So we headed directly to her house. On our way, the black Vios was nowhere in sight. I told her I would be fine walking on my own to my apartment. Although she insisted that she would wake up her brother to drop me to my apartment. I told her that it won't be necessary to bother her brother because I can protect myself 
She knows me, so she gave up and told me to be safe as I headed out. I have never felt threatened walking at this hour, because I would usually come home from parties walking from the main street to my apartment, and since there was a police station a few blocks away, I didn't really mind. As I made it across the main street from the district where my friend lives, I saw that same damn black Vios. It was a pretty common car around here, so I tried to calm myself down, telling myself that it wasn't him as I started walking faster. I heard the sound of car doors closing, and although my mind kept telling me to look back, I couldn't do it. I continued speed walking, and that is when I heard a car starting, which made me look back. It was the Black Vios, and as the car started moving, there were three things going on in my mind. Run to the apartment, the closest option as of now, but then be efficient when putting the damn key in the keyhole to unlock the door and reveal where you live. The second option, run to the coffee shop and hope that there is a security guard there who could help you. Or third, run to the police station, the farthest option, and have him arrested. My feet felt like jelly, and I didn't know what to do. The best option is the coffee shop, so I started running. I wanted to scream while I was running, but it felt like I was out of breath. The black Vios is now ahead of me, and it parked a few yards in front of me. This made me stop. Not turn around, but stop completely in my tracks. Fight or flight, and I chose fight. I had nothing on me that I could really use, and the last fist fight that I've ever been in was in fifth grade. But hell, I felt like I was ready for this. The Nordic looking stranger stepped out of the car, and it looked like he was holding a small knife. I stood my ground, although I knew I was doomed and was probably going to be murdered by Thor. As the Nordic looking guy approached, the security guard from our university called my name. I turned around, and there was a screeching halt as he tried to stop on his bicycle. He knew me, because there was one time when I got to know him over coffee at an hour like this. He lives nearby and I was reminded that he would usually stroll around at this hour. Kuya, I said, feeling relieved. Kuya meant older brother in our language, sort of an informal sir when you address someone older than you. Before I could even tell him what was happening, I heard the car speeding away. Kuya's security guard and I then went to the coffee shop and I bought him coffee. He said he was called on by his fellow guard, who couldn't leave his post, to scan the area, because they apparently saw a strange guy lurking around the university. He even joked that maybe it was me, 
but I told him that I just got back from the club and I also told him about the stranger and what happened and if he saw him when he called me. He said he didn't, but he noticed a car speeding away. He also said that if I wanted to be escorted to my apartment next time, I could call him, so he gave me his number. I've never heard from the guy since then, and I was even planning to set him up using Grinder so we could get his identification, but I couldn't find his profile anymore when I created a new one. So Nordic looking guy I met on Grinder, who may have followed me to the club and potentially my apartment, let's not meet, and thanks for killing the natural flirt inside of me. Story number two, Creepy Date, written by Umbergog. Hey guys, thought I'd tell a story about one of the more creepy encounters I've had so far. At the time, I was a few months into undergrad in Austin, Texas, and had just become comfortable enough with myself to come out of the closet. At the time, there were no dating apps available, so to find dates, I used Craigslist, which was a big mistake. I started chatting with a guy off Craigslist, which we will call Craig for now, and we hit it off and decided to set up a time and place for a date to meet in person. His advertisement said he was 27, and I was 18 at the time. At first, he was very insistent on meeting at his place, which I later found out was just a trailer, and it kind of made me suspicious, but in his pictures, he was very good looking, had a nice smile, so I decided to let it go. Eventually, we agreed to get coffee before going to his place, so the day arrived and I went to get coffee and I was pretty excited. I had showed my roommate pictures of Craig and talked about how I was looking forward to meeting him. I showed up at the coffee shop and he was already there. He actually did look like his pictures so that was a good start. We got coffee and ended up chatting for several hours before he asked whether I wanted to go back to his place. Luckily, my roommate called to check up on me, and it also happened that he was stranded because his car had broken down. So I told Craig that I would take my friend back home before heading over to his place. Well, by the time I picked up my friend, Craig was no longer answering his phone calls or text messages or anything. When he finally answered, he accused me of making up some excuse so I wouldn't have to go back to his place with him, and he was very angry and annoyed despite our great conversation earlier. I was a bit bummed, but basically didn't think about him again until years later when my old roommate sent me a link for a news article about Craig. 
Apparently, he had been running a sex trafficking ring using underage boys that he would lure through his good looks and promises. I can only imagine what would have happened to me if I had gone back to his trailer with him that day. I know this isn't as creepy as other stories you guys usually hear, but it definitely gave me the chills when I read the article. I don't remember exactly which link my roommate sent me, but there are plenty of articles about him online, so I included a link in the description for all of you to read. Story number three, I'll kill you and the kids, written by a throwaway account. Let me just start with saying that I was about 17 when this happened in 2014. I was living with my sister, Katie, who was 25. She's a great girl, really smart, caring, and funny. I love her, and she's honestly one of my best friends. She is a bit boy crazy though. Being a tall, tan, blonde girl... She got many swipes and likes on dating apps and websites. At bars and even at the store, many men would flirt with her. She would always meet guys and go on dates. Not a lot of them really went anywhere though. She would always come home and say they were too overbearing, too boring, too annoying, whatever. But then one stuck. His name was Darius. I remember the first date in 2013, late June. He came over and met me, and actually took my sister, our three step-siblings, and I to the movies. I was impressed that he was so kind to our family and loved the kids so much. Soon, a week of dating turned from a week to a month. We went to the casino that was nearby where we went shopping and out for dinner. It was honestly the most fun I've ever had. He even took me to the arcade and won me a lot of tickets. Then, that month turned into four months. He was black, which was a surprise for my parents, but it's not like they really cared. He was respectful to our parents and showered them in gifts. My sister was convinced he was the one. They went on weekend trips and he joined us on our Christmas vacation to Florida where our grandparents had a house. At that point, they had been dating for five months. We were all having such a fun time. I remember we had just walked from the beach and they were in their room. I heard him yelling at her but I couldn't make out what he was saying because the doors were so heavy. I thought it was just a typical relationship fight. I carried on and went into my room. I was chilling on my bed, watching some prank YouTube video, when I heard a smash. It was quiet and muffled. I waited a couple of seconds and put my iPad down. Walking out of my room... I saw my sister storming out of her bedroom, 
crying. I walked into the bedroom to find Darius cleaning up a broken vase smashed on the floor. I asked what happened, and he said my sister accidentally pushed it off the dresser when putting her bag up on the top. I shrugged and walked back into my room. Later that night, it was around 2 a.m., I was still awake, but the rest of the family was asleep. I heard a knock at the door, and it was Katie. She walked in and sat on my bed. I closed the door and sat next to her. She was crying. I just don't know what to do. Darius threw that face at me. She said in a hushed voice. What? I almost yelled, but she shushed me. He said I was looking at some guy playing volleyball while we were at the beach. I wasn't even looking. I was just watching the game. I don't know what to do. She cried into my shoulder and swallowed me into a hug. At first, I felt sadness that she was so hurt, but then I became angry. The guy got jealous, so he decided to scream at her and throw a vase at her. I asked her to describe completely what happened in the bedroom and she said they were arguing when he grabbed the vase off the dresser and threw it at her when she was hanging clothes up in the closet. Luckily, she moved out of the way in time for it not to hit her. I told her that she had to break up with him and she agreed. We set a day about a week after the vacation for her to break up with him. For the rest of the vacation, Darius was tense and distant from the family. The breakup did not go well. He begged for her to take him back through text messages for about a week. She blocked his number and he proceeded to call the house phone over and over again, leaving voicemails. After a month, Katie disconnected the phone not only to rid the constant calls from Darius, but to save money. This was around early February. Everything had calmed down and gone back to normal. Katie had gone back to meeting some guys on dating websites and was going out a lot. In early April, shit hit the fan. All of a sudden, Katie started getting disgusting text messages from out of state and in-state numbers saying they would kill her, mutilate her, rape her. Then I started receiving text messages. The mysterious person saying they would bound us both up and do unspeakable things to both of us. We blocked every number that texted us. I mean, these messages were coming in multiple times a day. A new number every time. I figured they were probably being sent through an app like text free or something like that. My sister eventually called the non-emergency police line and was basically told that they couldn't do anything about it and that we just had to keep blocking the numbers and hopefully they would eventually stop. One night in late April, Katie our three siblings and I were playing some board game 
and eating snacks. It was probably 8 o'clock when we heard a knock at the door and my sister asked me if I was expecting anyone. I told her no and she had a puzzled look on her face. She got up, opened the door, but nobody was on the front porch. She closed it, relocked it, and walked back over to the table. Suddenly, we heard a loud bang in the garage. I looked over at my sister, wide-eyed, who quickly tiptoe ran to the door to the garage and locked it. She looked over at my stepbrother, Jake, and asked if he had left the garage door open when he put his bike away. He said yeah. My sister then grabbed her cell phone and said to come upstairs. We all got up quietly, followed her upstairs, and went into the master bedroom. She told me to go under the bed and put my little siblings into the closet. We then heard a loud ruckus downstairs, which was the actual breaking of the door handle of the door leading into the house from the garage. I then heard footsteps, checking every room downstairs. Then, I heard the footsteps going up the stairs, slowly and quietly. I heard the person walk into the room, about three feet from where my head was. I peeked from the corner of the bed where the bed skirt wasn't blocking and saw that it was Darius. He started screaming at Katie, demanding to know why she left him and why she wouldn't answer his messages. What messages? She asked, and he said, The messages I've been sending you for months... I covered my mouth and cried silently. The guy was obviously unstable and was dangerous. I truly felt like I was going to die or be hurt in some way. He started screaming at her and she cried loudly. Then he grabbed her and hit her against the wall, pinning her against it. You fucking whore! You left me so you could fuck other guys, didn't you? He yelled as she cried and gasped for air. He was grabbing her by the neck. He picked up her head just to slam it into the wall again and told her about how dumb he thought she was. Then he stopped screaming and looked around the room. Where where are the kids? He asked. And she managed to croak out. They're not here. Bullshit! He yelled, slamming her head into the wall. I was praying that the neighbors were home. My sister lives in a condo, and he was smashing her into a shared wall. I know they're in here, and if you keep lying, I'ma kill you and the kids! He yelled, and he tightened his grip on her neck. Now, are you gonna tell me where the fuck they are? He screamed again, grabbing her and pushing her into the floor. Suddenly, I heard a shout from the condo next door. I'm calling the damn cops! Well, with that, Darius looked over at the wall and sprinted out, 
down the stairs and out the front door. We heard the front door slam and my sister ran over to the window. Crying, she told us we could come out and I crawled out from under the bed and hugged her. My siblings ran out of the closet, crying and ran over to us. We could hear the sirens coming closer. They interviewed all of us, even the neighbor who called the police, and we could all identify who it was. The dumbass left his car sitting at the end of the street. They found him a couple days later at his mother's house and arrested him. He got charged with home invasion, strangulation, assault, risk of injury, and disorderly conduct. It was definitely one of the scariest moments of my life, and I'll never forget it. The feeling of having someone you once trusted so much go and do these unspeakable things is something I never wish to feel again. My sister is okay now, and doesn't go on dates with people she meets online anymore. Unfortunately, because my parents thought that my sister wasn't being responsible enough and let us get in harm's way, I had to move back in with them. My sister and I never talked about it much again, so I don't know if he went to prison, got out of prison yet, or is just on parole. I would ask her, but I don't want to put her through the memory again, especially now that she is in a very loving relationship with a very successful guy and they are happy. I just hope Darius doesn't come back. <laughs>